This is Breaking the Digital Spell. My name is Austin, and I hope if you've been listening throughout this season so far that you've been enjoying this show so far. And at a couple of points throughout the season, I plan on doing a couple of these bonus episodes. And they're going to be totally off script, no no production or planning behind them whatsoever. And I'm going to use these episodes to add things that I wanted to include in previous episodes, but couldn't because of space, time, editing purposes. And for this particular episode, this is related to episode five, which came out earlier this week. And so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you're not going to not be able to listen to this and follow along, but you'll get more mileage out of this bonus episode if you go back and listen to that first. So in writing this season, I was very convinced from the get-go that I wanted this podcast to occupy a very specific range of time for each episode. I wasn't wanting to do 45-minute, hour, hour-and-a-half-long episodes each week because I was planning on doing this on my own and because I was planning on having this be a researched and manuscripted podcast and doing 20-ish minute episodes alone is a lot of work as is. But I knew that one of the downsides of having such a small and confined time frame for such a large and massive subject is that I wouldn't be able to include as much nuance in the episodes as I wanted to. And so in order to get my point across, I had to deliberately resort to making the good things about the written and the spoken word look better and the bad things about television look worse in the hopes of creating a contrast between the two that gets my general point across that these two mediums are foundationally different from each other and that television is not something that the world had ever seen before when it came into existence. And I've had a lot of glowing things to say about the spoken and written word and I've had a lot of really terrible things to say about television and what I wanted to do in this episode is kind of give contrasting uh, stances on that because I don't believe that everything television brought with it was bad and I also don't believe that everything brought about by the printing press or by other extensions or means that the spoken and written word gets more transmitted easily is also good. I believe there are certainly downsides to that as well. So let's start with television real quick. What does television as a medium value? I think one of the things that's easy to say is that television values storytelling. And I think television as a medium is one of the best mediums for storytelling that has ever really existed. Um, You can think of your favorite TV shows and you know that there's something about watching a television show that allows you to experience a story in some ways that maybe you don't quite get in reading a book. Um, I have a background in radio and television production, and with the background in television production specifically, there's something uh, special about cinematography and camera placement and lighting and sound design and all of these other things things that when done really well can add dimension and depth to a story that the written word can't necessarily add to. And that's not to say that television shows are inherently better than stories told in books, 
But I do think that television allowed for new opportunities for creative expression on that front than had than anything had ever existed beforehand up to that point. But the problem, and I may not have been making this very clear up to this point, is that when entertainment becomes the dominant means uh, by which you experience television, you expect everything else that you watch on television to be entertaining. You expect it to be structured after the stories that you enjoy. And that's where the problematic aspects of television come into play. But I personally love television. I mentioned early on in the very first episode that my wife and I have a 55-inch 4K TV with a pretty pretty baller sound system to go with it. And we love watching TV. That's one of the ways that we are able to uh, spend some time together and just relax um, at the end of the week. And television has introduced us to memorable characters, memorable stories, and plenty of other uh, wonderful expressions of things that are good and true and beautiful that I don't want to knock that part of television. Um, Whether your favorite show is like mine and it's Parks and Rec, or whether your favorite show is 24, or I don't know, you can fill in the blank. There's a lot of shows on television, and a lot of the shows on television have been good. There's been plenty of bad ones, but the good ones, the ones that stand out, stand out because they're engaging stories that really could only be told on television. They're not necessarily stories that you could experience anywhere else. Another thing that I think television does really well is that when it comes to being a medium that is able to disseminate information out to the public in a controlled and confined way, television, I still think to this day, is the best medium for that. As sad as it is to say, I think that television's best day as a medium came on America's darkest day. I think it came on 9-11. I don't remember much from 9-11. I was in the fifth grade. The only things that I remember about that day were all of my classmates were were leaving early that day. And by the time I left and went home from school, I think something of like half my class had all disappeared early. It was It was weird. It wasn't until I got home that my mom filled me in. But even then, I wasn't allowed to watch the, the footage per se. It wouldn't be until later on in life that I would go back and see the broadcast footage of the day as it unfolded. And If there's one thing that television did really well on 9-11 was that it controlled the release of information about an unbelievably destructive and catastrophic event. And it did so in such a way that relayed the facts and relayed the horror through the, the footage that we received. But to the credit of the brave men and women that had to show up for work that day and sit through that day and broadcasting that, they did it calmly, they did it collectively, even if mentally and internally, they were freaking out. They were calm and collective and delivered the information for us when we couldn't be calm and collected. This is something I think that the internet and social media, as we'll talk about in later episodes, still doesn't have a good grasp on. If you think about in recent months and years, anytime there's a mass shooting or a school shooting, what is the worst place to go to for up-to-date information? 
it tends to be Twitter. It tends to be social media because unlike television on social media, there are no gatekeepers when it comes to the information that gets out. And the information that does get out is amplified beyond any type of uh, standard as to the validity of that information. Information on social media gets spread regardless of its accuracy or truthfulness or not. It could be rumors or unverified information that suddenly becomes the narrative of the moment. And that's not to say that the same thing doesn't happen on television, but on television, you're able to issue corrections. You're able to issue updates in a way that logically are consistent and confined to that broadcast. You don't necessarily guarantee on social media that the people who saw your tweet about the situation five minutes ago also see the same tweet that you put out five minutes later with a significant correction or update to the story. And they're still running on information that's now five minutes past date. On 9-11, we saw at the time an event unfold that we didn't know when it was going to stop. First, it was one plane, and then it was two planes, and then three planes, and then four planes. How many more planes were there? Television allowed for all Americans to have one focal reference point for discussing the information that they were receiving as it was happening. And I think that's something that the internet still uh, does not have on television, despite the ability abundant availability of information from multiple news sources. The information that goes out on television is usually, but not always, more accurate, more reliable, more up-to-date than what you see on social media, which is the primary way that we get our information at this point. Now, I'm going to the spoken and written word. Uh, I don't necessarily have too much to say here, but I have in my hand uh, my copy of Amusing Ourselves to Death. And I'm going to read uh, an extended quote from Neil Postman where uh, he he kind of addresses what I'm doing in this episode, but he uh, speaks to the downsides of advances in technology that impact the spoken word. Just listen to what he has to say here. There is still another reason why I should not like to be understood as making a total assault on television. Anyone who is even slightly familiar with the history of communications knows that every new technology for thinking involves a trade-off. It giveth and taketh away, although not quite in equal measure. Media change does not necessarily result in equilibrium. It sometimes creates more than it destroys. Sometimes it is the other way around. We must be careful in praising or condemning because the future may hold surprises for us. The invention of the printing press itself is a paradigmatic example. Typography fostered the modern idea of individuality, but it destroyed the medieval sense of community and integration. Typography created prose but made poetry into an exotic and elitist form of expression. Typography made modern science possible but transformed religious sensibility into mere superstition. Typography assisted in the growth of the nation-state, but thereby made patriotism into a sordid, if not lethal, emotion. In praising the medium of the spoken and written word, I'm doing so because I'm trying to anchor the expression of Christianity as being tied to that medium. Apart from Christianity, there are plenty of ways where the spoken and written word is just as destructive and perhaps maybe even more so as television is when it comes to dominate topics or areas where it shouldn't. 
And the spoken and written word, even though Christianity is a religion tied to that expression, does not automatically mean that every expression of the spoken or written word is on the same caliber as uh, the spoken and written word conveyed through Christianity. When we talk about uh, books, we know that some books are praiseworthy and wonderful and worth reading, and that some books are burned because of the things that are contained therein. Books are a powerful medium because of their ability to accurately communicate powerful ideas, and some of the things that have happened in modern modern time and history have happened as a consequence of books, of the spoken and written word. Even though we've been super harsh on television throughout this season, and we will probably have further negative things to say about television as the season goes on, the spoken and written word has caused plenty of harm on its own. And I know that I have not said that up to this point, but I absolutely believe that um, despite the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, is absolutely false. And words have done unbelievable damage to people and to communities and to nations and still have the power to cause that kind of damage. In future episodes of Breaking the Digital Spell, we are going to look at the internet and smartphones and social media and other changes in technology that are on the horizon. So if you're listening to this episode and this is the first episode that you've listened to, I hope that this uh, encourages you to go back and check out the other episodes that we've done and to subscribe for future episodes. Uh, New episodes are released on every Tuesday and you can get them wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the show on Twitter, at Digital Spell, where I post other writings and articles and other things related to each episode throughout the week. My name is Austin, and together we are breaking the digital spell. <laughs>